It is my pleasure at this time to introduce to you our Master of Ceremonies for the evening, Mr. Raymond Tomassi. Thank you, Marvin. Well, it's a big night. The awards banquet is an important event. <clears throat> nice to see uh, Jay. I know that you were hoping for something at Austin City Limits, but Jay Crossan, he's a music guy, but you're here. Thanks for coming, Jay. Appreciate you. Did you buy that table, by the way? Good. The, uh, the awards committee um, met a number of times. We, uh, we invite nominations, and we uh, review those nominations. And the deliberation is a, a serious one. Uh, I want to thank a couple of folks. I certainly want to thank our sponsors. I will in a second. So we're going to be we're going to be looking at uh, three award categories tonight: the Journalism Award, the Volunteer Leadership Award, and the Career Achievement Award. This is all much of it is possible because of the generosity of Karen uh, Foundation, uh, Karen Treatment, and uh, Hazel and Betty Ford, NSM. Uh, so where is he? Phil is here. Yeah. So these are uh, these are um, this is the reason why we can do this kind of event. I hope you enjoy the food. Really great food here tonight too. I also want to uh, thank um, Rick Pine, who is was a member of the committee. I don't know is Gary Fisher here? Gary Fisher was another member of the of the selection committee. Thanks guys for the work you did, and of course. Marvin is on everything, and even when he's not invited, but <clears throat> thank you, Marvin. Doug, Doug Edwards, good to see you here tonight, Doug. I, I know that you're on the road 99% of the time. You're in Austin. Okay? Okay. So, <clears throat> let us uh, move on to, uh, to the, the business at hand, and the first really is the Michael Q. Ford Journalism Award. Uh, Mr. Ford was an early executive at NAATP. The Michael, J. Michael Q. Ford uh, Journalistic Award was established to recognize his efforts uh, to promote the value of and the need for addiction treatment. Uh, and it was developed in recognition of his leadership. <clears throat> And so <clears throat> our deliberation over the course of the selection process resulted in uh, the selection of Julie Miller to be the recipient of that award. Julie, Editor-in-Chief of Behavioral <clears throat> Health uh, Care Executive and Addiction Professional. Uh, Julie's selection was uh, not really difficult. Your work as a journalistic reporter, uh, reporting on trends in the industry, uh, reporting on thought leader activity in the industry is helpful to us and brings us into the mainstream of healthcare in a way that's ter terribly important at this time. <clears throat> uh, Julie is no stranger to journalist uh, awards. You re received a lot of them, but you've never received one this important. So <clears throat> with that, I'd like, you to, I'd like to invite you, Julie, to, to come up and accept the award. So it's the National Association of Addiction Treatment Providers, the Michael Q. Ford Journalism Award. 
Julie Miller, Behavioral Health Care Executive 2017. Thank you so much. Um, this award has so much meaning for me, particularly because it comes from a group of people who literally are in the business of saving lives every single day. That means so much. And uh, what a privilege it is for me to be in a position where I can help to facilitate some of the really important conversations that you're having in this industry right now. So thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. It's awesome. Good work, Julie. <clears throat> we expect... Uh, a series of very favorable pieces. <laughs> Everything comes with a price, Julie. For many years, uh, there is an award that has been uh, given. It's called the Chasper uh, Chensi <coughs> Award. Typically, it's been <coughs> an award sponsored and supported by Karen Treatment. And uh, <coughs> to, uh, to present those awards and say a little bit more about it, I, I want to introduce my friend and fellow board member, Chief Clinical Officer from Karen Dave Rodenberg. Thank you, Ray. How about Ray in the tux, huh? Give it up. So, uh, every time I get to represent Karen, I'm more than thrilled. I grew up a stone's throw from Karen, chit chat, when I was growing up. I got sober at Karen. 1991, and then I get to give this award at this type of, so, so I, I grew up at Karen, literally, and then I grew up around you guys for the last 15 years, so it's especially sweet for me um, to be here and to give Karen an extra shout out, because we help pay for this anyway, right? So <laughs> we get to do that. Uh, my friends from Hazelden, Betty Ford, John Driscoll, Mark Mishek, I told you guys I'd give you a shout out. Did you know that Dick Karen got sober at Hazelden? Did you know that? You should know that. That's a big deal for all of us, for all of us at Karen. Thank he relapsed shortly thereafter <laughs> with a woefully inadequate continuing care plan. And I made that part up. It, he did not. He did not. We love you. Thank you, because it gave us all a chance. No less important. Where's my friend Sean Connerboy? If you would stand, Sean. Sean, give, yeah, give it up for Sean. NSM, where Sean works, uh, has worked with NATAP, the NAATP, Marv, sorry about that, six, for the last 16 years and has started the first exclusive addiction treatment insurance program in the country. This NSM program has saved NATAP members millions of dollars in premiums. Sean Connaboy spent 20 years in the treatment industry before, before heading up NSM's behavioral health care practice 15 years ago. Many of those years were by my side and Doug's side at Karen. So we miss you, buddy, but we appreciate your work now. Sean and NSM have been a strong, active, and committed supporter of the NAATP for the last 15 years. Uh, again, I already, my fourth number is I'm asking my good friend Sean to stand up and receive applause, but you already did that. So <laughs> thanks for being here. Thanks for your support, NSM. Okay, uh, yeah, thank you. 
Okay, Jasper Chen C was a tiny man, but he had a big heart. <laughs> Sorry, I saw you laughing. But uh, no, he was. He was a tiny little dude, but he had a giant heart. And I could tell you all about his CV, his resume, all these professional things he did. You know what he did? He brought, he brought love and uh, passion to our industry. Long before we talked about bad actors, long before black hat marketing was talked about in anything, this guy did what he did with generosity of spirit and love and support for those who wanted a life of recovery. That's what he did. That's who we celebrate as I stand here today. With that in mind, and with his spirit in mind, um, I want to read about our award recipients. First up is uh, Betsy Cox. Betsy Cox has been in the behavioral health field for 29 years. For the past five years, she has been affiliated with New Beginnings Adolescent Recovery Center and Seaside Healthcare. A graduate of Louisiana State University, yes, I knew you'd be out there, uh, she holds an MBA from the University of Louisiana Lafayette. Betsy resides in Jackson, Mississippi, and is active in both her community and her church. She has served on numerous boards and committees throughout her career, including Boys and Girls Club, Bayou and Central MS Councils of GSUSA, Family Tree, Council on Aging, Junior Leagues of Lafayette and Jackson, Acadiana, Council on Addictions, NCADD of Central Mississippi, Society of St. Andrew, and she is a founding member of HANDS, Helping Americans Needing Disaster Support. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, right, right, we have a nice video. I forgot about that. Thanks, Marv. Hi, y'all. Wow, I am so deeply humbled and honored to have been chosen as the recipient of the Jasper G. Chen C. MD Volunteer Leadership Award this year. That's a mouthful. It's a privilege to work in our industry and it's a privilege to work alongside each one of you. I'm disappointed that I can't be there with you in person tonight, but I'm in Thailand working with my daughter in missions this week. There are two very special people who have come alongside me in the trenches with this project to help folks that have been affected by the floods of South Louisiana this past August. We work to reach out to those in our industry and beyond, and you are a part of that. The first person I'd like to thank is Johnny Patu. For the past 25 years, yes, 25, Johnny has time and time again supported me in whatever project I was involved in during that life season. He has helped time and time again, and I'm very thankful for that. A lot of it has been on my own time, but a lot of it has been on his too. So Johnny, thank you, and thank you for being in the trenches with me on this one. It was a lot of fun. The second person I'd like to thank is my partner in crime from home in Jackson, Mississippi, Ruth Ann Rigby. When I called Ruth Ann the week of the flood, she didn't hesitate for a single moment. She just asked, what do we need to do, and how can I help? She immediately reached out to you, and in turn, you didn't hesitate either. You generously gave of your time and your resources to help folks, many of whom you had never met. Not only did you partner with us, you partnered with St. Christopher's, The Journey Home, Powerhouse, and others. Many of you gave sacrificially. 
Many of you just grabbed your tool, belt, tool belts and came and worked. Through your donations and those in-kind donations from folks in Mississippi and Georgia and all around, folks received what they needed. They received what they asked for. They received what would bless them. Children wrote baskets full of letters that we delivered for encouragement. Friends and family baked cookies and muffins and cakes for months that we delivered to show them that they were loved. You know, I think one of the greatest joys in this life is watching God do His thing through His people. I don't believe that God causes natural disasters or any of the other evil or suffering that we see every day in this world. But I do believe that God allows it. But I also believe that whatever God allows, He redeems. Every day we see evil and suffering in the world. But you have been a part of God's redemption story in South Louisiana this past year. And I have been blessed to get to tag along. So again, I'm very humbled and appreciate this honor. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Um, you say a couple words? Yeah, do it. I, I don't think I'm going to try to follow what Betsy said, other than to say, uh, on behalf of all our Louisiana residents who uh, experienced a devastation, I mean, thousands lost their homes, uh, thousands had pretty serious damage, and we thank you. Uh, because a lot of you folks in this room gave donations, uh, both money, supplies, and it was a tremendous relief, and we thank you very much. There you go, thank you. Brother, you, you got to take it with you, no? You want him to take it with him, yes? Or should he leave it here? We'll get it all worked out a little bit. All right. I think it was Oh, yeah, he took it. That's right. All reward recipients, awarded recipients, please take your wares and go with you, okay? All right, uh, and last, for me up here, uh, Mr. Michael Chapman, posthumous award, ladies and gentlemen, okay? Let me read about Mr. Chapman. Michael served for 12 years as a Live and Grin board member, most recently as treasurer, then chairperson of the board. During his board tenure, he helped guide Live and Grin Foundation through a difficult financial period into one of stability, profitability, and growth. He was instrumental in the development of Live and Grin's plans to build three new residential buildings to house the foundation's 83 rehab patients, as well as the current project of constructing an all-new 16,000-square-foot medical center to house 36 detox and special needs patients. 16,000 feet. How, how big is ours? 15,000. That's awesome. Anyway, that's amazing. Also, during his time on the Living Grim Board, Michael was our largest donor and, along with his family, was responsible for launching our current capital campaign with a leadership gift. His annual gifts to Living Grim helped support and sustain numerous patient centered initiatives. 
Michael's generosity and commitment to his community went beyond his involvement with Live and Grin and the addictions field. He and his wife, Kate, established the Mac Chapman Foundation, named for their three children, which benefits sick and underprivileged children. Michael was also on numerous other nonprofit, civic, and trade associate boards. In both his personal and professional life, Michael was known for his compassionate nature and his strong desire to make a positive impact within the community. He performed large and small acts of kindness and generosity to many different people and organizations, most of which were not done in the public eye. It wasn't important to Michael that people knew he was being charitable, only that the charity received the support it needed. Michael, along with his brother Randy, took over leadership of the Chapman Auto Group after the passing of their dad, Roy Chapman, in 2006. Michael was past president of the Auto Dealers Association of Greater Philadelphia, was a board member of the Boys and Girls Club of Philadelphia, was appointed by Mayor Nutter to the newly formed Water Rate Board for the City of Philadelphia, and was active in several trade organizations. At the Philadelphia Auto Show in January of 2016, he purchased Pope Francis's Pope Mobile at auction to, to benefit Catholic charities of Philadelphia. He and his wife, Kate, established the Mac Chapman Family Foundation, named after their three children, Michael, Avery, and Charlie, which benefits sick and underprivileged children throughout the Delaware Valley. Michael passed away on December 2nd, 2016, after a short but valiant battle with cancer. Just a month prior to his untimely death at age 53, Livengren honored Michael with the Standish Ford Hansel Leadership Award at their 50th anniversary gala for his longtime service to Livengren, their patients, and the recovery community. If you would allow me um, there's a short video, right? Again, Marv, thank you. Good evening, everyone. I am Kate Chapman, wife of the late Michael Chapman, recipient of the NAATP 2017 Jasper G. Chen CMD Volunteer Leadership Award. I was not able to make it to Texas to receive this distinguished honor on behalf of my husband, but I would like you to know how much I appreciate your recognition of his contributions on behalf of this great organization. Sadly, my life with Michael was cut short. I know that Livingren was a huge part of his life, but while I cannot speak to the specifics of his activities with Livingren, I can speak about the man I knew and what this award would have meant to him. Naturally, he would have been honored and thrilled, but whether he got an award or not would not have changed his dedication to the goals of the organization. To him, dedicating his time, money, and effort to those suffering from the disease of addiction was just another part of his day. He believed that helping others is just a part of being human and that there is nothing special about going above and beyond to make sure that you've done all you can to help everyone, even those you don't know. My husband was kind, compassionate, generous. He was much more than that. He was selfless. Every day he woke up and he wanted to make a difference. He wanted to make sure that if he had the means or the power, he would do whatever he could to make sure that no one was suffering, that no one was hungry, 
and that no one was lonely. His goal in life was to always give back. He gave back in every way, shape, and form that he could, and he never once thought that he should be praised or rewarded. He simply just did it because he truly wanted to. If that meant he had to distribute coats to underprivileged children, he did it. If that meant finding ways to raise money for a hospital, he did it. If that meant sitting in a boardroom making decisions, he did it. If it just meant listening to someone with a problem, he could do that too. He has left all of these lifelong lessons for me, his two older children, and our six-year-old daughter. We feel truly blessed that you honored Michael tonight and will continue to keep his legacy alive. Thank you and good night. True generosity of spirit. We are fortunate enough to have Michael's daughter, Avery Chapman, to come receive his award I believe along with Rick Pine. Come on up. everyone. I have to write what I'm saying down or else I will not be okay. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Livingren has been a part of our family for 44 years, my father serving on the board for the last 12 of them. We love so much the ones who care for those that others have given up on. It takes a special and selfless person to do something for someone you know can never repay you. My dad used to tell me that all the time. And in this industry, a paycheck probably does not do your blood, sweat, and tears justice, but it feeds your souls to do what you do. And I thank you, along with the support from my family back home, and thank you for bestowing this award upon my dad. He would have deep, been deeply honored to be here himself, and I'm honored to be here in his place. I, I just want to say two things. Uh, number one, uh, Kate, Michael's widow, uh, uh, wanted to make sure that I told you that that video that you saw, that the videographer was their six-year-old daughter, Charlie. <laughs> and the other thing I wanted to say, I don't know if anybody noticed the, uh, the uh, drawing of a horse in the yeah. upper right hand. Can I, can I tell them? Uh, it, Chapman family uh, um, was, is the owner of the horse that in 2004 came that close, literally to the triple crown, uh, Smarty Jones, who uh, lost at the Belmont uh, by that. <laughs> and I was there for it, too. So were you. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, on behalf of Livengren and Kate Chapman. Back to you, Ray. Thank you for having me for this part of the ceremony. Appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. 
Yeah, as, as I was sitting there, I don't know about you, but as I was sitting there, <clears throat> I, it, it just occurred to me that we're in an awards banquet at NAATP, but what you just heard uh, about Betsy Cox and about Michael Chapman is at the end of it what NAATP is really all about. It's about selflessness. It's about commitment to other people. It's about a passion, a passion to make a difference. And perhaps what makes it challenging these days is that we have the obligation to sustain that passion, that commitment, that selflessness in the face of very challenging sort of business environments. But I, I think that's what separates this organization apart from many others. And you know, things change, policies change, business practices change, but one thing that should never change is really the heart and the soul of NAATP. And, I, you know, sitting there watching this and listening <clears throat> to the things that these two folks did, it's, it's inspiring, and I hope it inspired you. As I hope also that the final award of the night does also, because it recognizes a lifetime achievement. <clears throat> it's the Nelson uh, J. Bradley Award. It's been given every year to a person who has exemplified just what I'm talking about over the course of a long career. And this year, I mean, and let's face it, <clears throat> these, the, last year the award was Nora Volkow. This award has been given to Tom McClellan, William White. This is a prestigious award, and it isn't bestowed lightly. This year it's uh, rewarding in a number of ways. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm, um, I'm from New Jersey, as I always remind people, because I don't really want to be t associated too much with Massachusetts, but <clears throat> somebody said to me, you've been there over 40 years, don't you think it's time to give it up? Not really. But in, in, in the early days in New Jersey, <clears throat> uh, I knew about a, a person named Deal, <clears throat> uh, because they had, uh, Jerry Deal had opened this treatment center and so it was a known name. <clears throat> His wife, Peg, was very closely associated with that, and over the course of 45 years, really demonstrated in so many ways the commitment of the Deal family, <clears throat> both as a counselor, she created the family program at Seabrook. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a life of achievement. And so when we were deliberating, there were a number of candidates for this award, it wasn't a very long deliberation. Sadly, Peg passed away this past year, not with us tonight to receive this. It would have been great to have been able to give her this personally. But certainly, in her stead, <clears throat> I want to invite Ed up, her son Ed, who has followed in the footsteps of Jerry and Peg Deal uh, to continue the legacy uh, that they, they've created in a very, very wonderful way. And I'd like to ask Ed to come up and accept this award. A Career Achievement Award.
Thanks, Ray, from one Jersey boy to another. Ray looks like the prom date I never had tonight, so. <laughs> he looks good, doesn't he? Yeah. Never will <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, all of those of you who uh, placed my mom's name before the committee to um, uh, consider her for this award. I've sat where you sit listening to the award of the Nelson J. Bradley Award for years, and I have such a huge ego. I was hoping to live to be 90 and you'd give it to me, you know, but uh, I don't think that'll happen. I want to thank um, Karen NSM and Mark Mishik here from Hazelden um, for your generous support making this dinner and this award every year so possible. Um, Karen Chitchat Farms was a major part of the beginning of Seabrook House, only seconded by Hazelden when my parents sat in Dick and Catherine Karen's kitchen for hours on end talking about the 12 steps and talking about starting a treatment center that could emulate the wisdom that grew out of Warnersville, Pennsylvania, that grew out of uh, Center City, Minnesota. And my first teacher in the field was Dan Anderson. So, uh, you know, it, it's just a remarkable thing. And, and I've known Sean Conaboy for most of the years. Uh, he had dark hair when I first met him. <laughs> but let me tell you just a, a couple things about my mom. Um, Becky Flood's going to cry instead of me tonight because uh, she does that on cue. But... Uh, um, my mom was married to an alcoholic. She was the daughter of an alcoholic, the sister of all of her male siblings who were all alcoholics. She birthed uh, five boys. Three of us are confirmed alcoholics. Um, the other two are not. <laughs> My mother was an executive secretary married to a drunk who wanted to be president of the United States. And he was the guy, the politician, who everybody looked to as um, a mover and shaker. Uh, he was involved in politics early in his life, and when our U.S. Senator Harrison Williams was passed out on the Senate cloakroom floor, uh, the chief of staff called my dad because my brother worked in the mailroom and they said, um, Pete's out there passed out and we heard your father doesn't drink anymore. Call him up. So my dad drove to Washington in a beat up old Volkswagen and took him to Chit Chat Farms where Senator Williams, uh, God rest his soul, got sober. And he joined with Harold Hughes of Iowa, our leading voice in the Senate to um, use his influence as the chairman of the Health and Human Services Committee of the U.S. Senate, only second in power to banking, to um, uh, create this Hughes Act, which created NIAAA and NIDA. And so my parents, being good members of 12-step programs, they kept seeing people who weren't getting sober in, in South Jersey, and so they went to Pete, they went to Senator Williams, and they said, can you help us? And they said, well, we started this new agency, and they, but they do research. So you have to come up with something unique. 
or they won't fund it because we have to test something through research. We just don't give you money, the federal government. So they struggled with that, and it was my mom who went to Al-Anon a year before my dad came to AA in 1968, who thought, you know, when we take people to treatment who slip in AA meetings, you get an Al-Anon meeting list, but there's really no programming. And she said, you know, it really is all about the families. So my mother never wrote any books. A lot of wonderful women wrote great books about codependency. But Seabrook House was funded as a demonstration project, first in the nation by NIAAA, so that we would demonstrate the family treatment program, uh, family treatment, which later became known as codependency treatment. Um, so that's what my mom probably, her biggest mark on our field was getting a start with families. And it was with families that she worked her entire career before she retired at the age of 84, working as a family therapist. And she died November 26th of last year at the age of 89. But you know, was it, but the amazing inspiration that my mother was to my family was that when my father was still drinking, my mother got up every morning at five o'clock in the morning and ironed four white shirts to send us off to parochial school with a bag lunch, not knowing if her drunken husband was ever coming home again. And, uh, uh, and then she put on a dress and went out and stood on the corner because she didn't drive and went to work as an executive secretary. And then when she had this idea about starting a treatment center, she went and became a certified alcoholism counselor and was one of the first licensed therapists treating this illness in the Garden State of New Jersey. And she was very, very proud of that. But the thing that she was most proud about and the service that was most important to her was her 50 years when she died as a member of the Al-Anon family program. And she had said to me, when she drugged me to my first Al-Anon meeting, when I was a couple years sober myself and I, they joined hands, and what they say at the end of an Al-Anon meeting is, when anyone anywhere reaches out for help, let the hands of Al-Anon and Alatine always be there. And let it begin with me. So thanks, Mom, and thanks you. Thanks to you. Thank you, Ed, for those very inspiring and moving words <clears throat> and a testimony to a, a, a great woman uh, who personified all that we all want to be to the people that we serve. There are no more awards, folks. <laughs> We've given out the awards. You've had dinner. I hope you've had dessert. <clears throat> there may be some. I see some over there. Tomorrow is another day at the conference. We had a full day. <clears throat> I want all of you to make sure you go directly to your room to get a good night's sleep. You're up there early. Uh, personally, I have already uh, 
contact the Uber. I need to get this thing back to the store tonight. <laughs> so uh, we're done. I'm going to give you the blessing. Enjoy the night. Thank you very much for participating. Have a good one.